Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just What we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio, was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. From KQED. Welcome back to Forum. I'm Alexis Madrigal. It may come as a surprise to some of you that there are more than 1,000 miles of trails that outline the San Francisco Bay, a system built over decades. Winding along the water's edge through nine counties, the Bay Trail passes by museums, bars, and parks ready for kite flying. If you're a runner, it's also a great way to log some flat miles. The Ridge Trail circumnavigates the bay at a higher elevation, offering 360-degree views across the region. We'll hear about the evolution of these two different but precious hiking and biking resources and what they mean for our region. Myself, I've been working my way through pieces of these trails for years, and I think I've probably only logged a couple hundred miles of these spectacular paths. But we want to hear from you. What's your favorite place or segment along the Bay or Bay Ridge Trail? What have you learned about the Bay Area through your time on these trails? Give us a call now at 866-733-6786. That's 866-733-6786. You can also get in touch on Twitter and Facebook. We're at KQED Forum. Or, as always, you can email your questions and comments to forum at kqed.org. So joining us to talk about these trails, we have Lee Huo, the Senior Bay Trail Planner with the San Francisco Bay Trail Project. Welcome, Lee. Well, thanks very much. I appreciate being here today to talk about one of my favorite topics. <laughs> Absolutely. And we also have Marie Sales, Development Director at the Bay Area Ridge Trail Council. Welcome. Equally thrilled to be here and excited to, to share the stage with the, our sister trail, the Bay Trail, too. <laughs> well, I love these trails. Obviously, that's um, obvious. Uh, but I want to hear where they really uh, come from, because I know they have two quite different backstories. Lee, why don't we start with you? You can tell us about how the Bay Trail has gotten built out. Yeah, well, the the beginnings of the Bay Trail has kind of a long and rich history, actually. I, I think I actually have to start probably back in the 60s. Um, you know, back in the 60s, or before the 60s, actually, the Bay was kind of looked at as a place that people didn't really want to be. Um, if you kind of look at the waterfront right now, there's still some remnants of that where it was where industry was put. It was where our trash dumps were. Uh, there was like, 
huge number of, of regional parks that are actually built on top of old landfills, which is yeah, great. There's a flat hill near the bay. It used to be a dump. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. But it did its job, though. It did preserve some open spaces that everyone enjoys today, right? Um, so it's right, right around the mid-60s, there was kind of a turn in thinking where, where people wanted to kind of engage the bay, you know, which is kind of this key space that defines our, our environment here where we live. And uh, a whole bunch of people worked on that uh, and Save the Bay was kind of created to uh, go through the process to really prevent people from filling in the bay again in the future and to also promote the idea of developing um, what they call public access, which includes trails along the shoreline. So Save the Bay was created. They started the movement. They created a state law called the McIntyre Petrus Act, which created the state uh, agency called the San Francisco Bay Conservation Development Commission, which went ahead and, and implemented all of that. And with anybody who comes in and wants to develop along the shoreline, they have to provide trails and shoreline access for people. So that was kind of the beginning, at least, of the idea that the shoreline belongs to everybody and the shore, everyone should be able to get access on to the waterfront and to be able to enjoy it. So you fast forward a whole couple of decades to 1987, and Bill Lockyer and a bunch of other state legislators at the time, Bill Lockyer at the time was a state assembly member in the Hayward area. Um, people might remember him also as the state treasurer. And I think he was also the uh, secretary of state at one point for California. So in 1987, he worked with a bunch of local legislators and created Senate Bill 100, which essentially created the idea of the Bay Trail, this loop that was gonna encircle the entire San Francisco Bay that provided public access and trails along the entire shoreline of, of the Bay Area. And, and, and it was gonna be this thing where it was done and people were just gonna be amazed about it and created this vision that got everyone excited about it. So they gave the job to the Association of Bay Area Governments, which is a regional planning agency to develop this plan, develop the concept of it. So they went through a two-year process to do that and adopted Bay Trail Plan in 1989. So that essentially created the whole idea of the Bay Trail and started a group of people, including myself, uh, who worked for ABAG and now with um, the Metropolitan Transportation Commission program kind of got transferred to, to that agency a couple of years ago. And we're, we've been working with a whole slew of partners, both public, uh, partners and private partners, uh, you know, private businesses sometimes, as well as cities, counties, park districts, federal agencies, state agencies. It really takes a village to build the Bay Trail because so many different people control different parts of yeah. the shoreline. So we've gotten to the point now where we've got over 350 miles of the trail completed, and the idea was 500 miles to start with. So we're about 70% done at this point. That's great. And Marie, how about you? I think the the Ridge Trail, as I understand it, does not have um, the same kind of early governmental legislation uh, kind of backstory. It, it does and it doesn't. There's there's many parallels, but there's definitely some differences. It, it really started more with a broad vision. There was um, some really instrumental um, park um, directors back in the day, and this was in the probably late 70s, but early 80s, um, William Penn Mott Jr. and Brian O'Neill um, were working together. Uh, William Penn Mott was uh, the regional parks director, and um, they, one day, the story goes, he was standing on the ridge lines and looked out and said, wouldn't it be amazing if we had a trail that 
um, you know, you could hike from from whatever point he was at all the way around um, the ridge lines and hills of of the Bay Area, and even extending that all the way out to the Sierra Nevadas. And he got together with um, with they mentioned Brian O'Neill from um, GGNRA, NPS, uh, the National Park Service. Um, and an organization called Greenbelt Alliance, which was then um, called the People for Open Space. And leaders from all these organizations sat down together and worked on, on a, a plan. And within, um, within a few years, uh, they put together an organization. And then in 1989, they dedicated the first trail in Marin, the Bolinas Ridge line. And within um, the first year in 1990, they had already accomplished um, closing a hundred miles of Ridge Trail, Bay Area Ridge Trail. And so the first miles went, you know, fast and furious and they were able to uh, link together the parks. Um, most of this was, was public land already. Public land, yeah. And, and then over the years, of course, um, the miles have slowed as they've gotten more challenging. Um, but they've, we work with 75 parks and open space um, agencies. Again, it, this is a, a collaboration of public, private, um, you know, we're a member-based organization, uh, a nonprofit. So our members and supporters are a huge part of our funding and underwriting. Um, we were a member-based organization from the beginning. We have about 4,000 members and um, they support us in all the work that we do trying to close the remaining gaps. We have 400 miles open of Ridge Trail. And um, the, the difference with the Ridge Trail is, you know, we're up on the hills, but we're also mostly a natural um, paved surface, and we are open to hikers, mountain bikers, and equestrians. Mm. And the Ridge Trail is 393 completed miles um, currently, and we are eking towards four, our 400th mile this year. So we're looking forward to celebrating that huge mile marker. Um, and about 75% of that is open to hikers, bikers, and equestrians. That's amazing. We're talking about the Bay and Ridge Trails and the delight and discovery they can bring. Joining us are Marie Sales, the Development Director at Bay Area Ridge Trail Council, and Lee Huo, the Senior Bay, Bay Trail Planner with the San Francisco Bay Trail Project. And we want to hear from you. What's your favorite place, your favorite segment along these trails? What have you learned through the Bay Area by walking around the Bay and the Ridge. Give us a call now at 866-733-6786. That's 866-733-6786. You can also get in touch on Twitter. We're at KQED Forum or email to forum at kqed.org. I'm Alexis Madrigal. Stay tuned for more after the break. Support for Forum comes from San Francisco Opera. Set 10 years after a school shooting, the critically acclaimed opera Innocence takes us into a complex emotional journey where our understanding of innocence and guilt is constantly upended. Kaya Sariajo's ethereal score collapses the past into the present as a community of survivors grapple with how to move forward. Don't miss the highly anticipated American premiere of Innocence, June 1st through 21st. Learn more at sfopera.com. Welcome back to Forum. I'm Alexis Madrigal. We're talking about the Bay and Ridge Trails and the delight and discovery they can bring. We're joined by Marie Sales, Development Director at the Bay Area Ridge Trail Council, and Lee Huo, the Senior Bay Trail Planner with the San Francisco Bay Trail Project. And we want to hear about your spots. I'll, I'll tell you one of mine, Point Pinole, if you haven't been out there. It is a former, uh, I guess it's a gunpowder factory. It's really beautiful. It's really interesting. And it's this amazing combination of seeing 
the sort of working waterfront as it once was with great like sort of interpretive guidance you can get reading all the things and seeing former um former works of, of humans and it's also a really beautiful natural place as well so do you have a place like that give us a call 866-733-6786 that's 866-733-6786 and you can also get in touch on twitter and facebook we're at kqed forum or email your questions to forum at kqed.org want to add Jonathan from Berkeley into the conversation. Welcome. Hi, thank you. Yeah, go ahead. Tell us your uh, your spot. Uh, you know, uh, I, I first just want to uh, offer my congratulations and thanks to the to the people uh, on your forum today because I know it takes a ton of work and it's insane with the different municipalities and everybody involved and the different opinions to get stuff like this done. And, and as a congratulations, I just kind of wanted to offer what my experience was like. And, and uh, you know, I live in Berkeley. I can drive uh, with my bike to, to, to different places and experience world-class biking, but I can leave from my house now, and, and I can go through all the cool places that the Bay Trail or even the Bay Ridge Trail can take me. And, and, and one of my favorites is to just head out my house and, and go through the industrial parts of Richmond and Point Richmond, which is stuff you don't really get to see. You wouldn't really intend to see normally, but when you're on a bike, you know, you can just go through and actually experience things. You spend time in places, and, uh, and, and it's given me the ability to go, you know, all the way through this super cool, interesting, historic part of the bay ending, you know, at the at the bridge, at the Richmond Bridge, and then I can just take that over to Marin and, and keep riding. And it, it's just, I just wanted to thank uh, the people uh, on the forum today for making that happen and, and, you know, just getting around to the to the Treasure Island. I mean, it's just it's just amazing. Yeah, absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. I think those bits of the working waterfront, that being able to experience that history in situ, like right there, understanding, you know, that different types of people were doing different types of things there over, the, you know, the last centuries is, is pretty amazing. And Lee Huo, um, with the Bay Trail, I want to ask you about how you think about incorporating that history into sort of what you provide for people to read about and learn. Like, how do you decide what history gets included and what to tell people what's too much, what's too little? <laughs> well, that's that's a really good question. You know, I think a lot of the interpretation, you know, I, I think there's over about 130 parts that the Bay Trail runs through today. I, I think I've lost count of, of the exact number. Through all those spaces, there's, uh, you know, we, we do do some work ourselves, but again, a lot of our partners do the interpretive work along these segments of trail. And there's so many different places that you can experience both the history and the nature of the, of the Bay in different ways. Uh, you know, in Richmond itself, where, where Jonathan was just talking about, you do have a bunch of different experiences you could have out there. Uh, you could go to Rosie Riveter National Historic Park uh, right there at Harbor uh, Way uh, in Richmond, uh, where you can go and learn about the World War II effort and the Liberty ship uh, shipbuilding efforts here in San Francisco Bay, which was all around the entire Bay. I don't think people really understand the scale of, of that work that happened here during World War II and also the, the scale of the societal changes that it created during that time as well, bringing uh, you know, both women and people of color into the workforce where that didn't happen before. Um, you know, 
And you can also go to different parts of the Bay where you can go and learn about the history, the natural history of the area. You can go to Coyote Hills. They have a great visitor center there. There's Curiodyssey uh, where you can learn about nature there as well. There's a whole slew of them. And then you could also go to places like an Exploratorium and just learn about science as well. So there, there's a lot of different areas where you can do this. And there's a few places, Richmond's another good example where they, along the trail there in Marina Bay, there's actually a series of signs, historical signs that talks about the waterfront of the Richmond area. It does focus specifically a little bit more on World War II era, but it does tell you. That's really great though. Yeah. Hey Lee, um, Richard writes, I love to bike the Bay Trail, but I'm frustrated at the gaps. In Alameda County, what are the plans to connect the gaps between 92 and San Jose? Also in Marin, the trail runs on a lot of streets. Are there plans to remedy that? Uh, what was the second part again? Oh, it was about Marin, the trail running on streets as opposed to... Like, oh, the trail running on streets, yeah. I, I, I hear his frustration. Um, I think, like I said earlier, um, fortunately or unfortunately, the Bay Trail is built on kind of a... Um, uh, how, how do I put it? it it's sort of built on an iron is hot type of <laughs> strike when the iron is hot type of process, right? There's a lot of different spaces and some of the areas in the gaps are challenging for all sorts of different reasons. We, we basically built all the easy low hanging fruit. Everything that's left is challenging for a variety of reasons, whether it's property ownership, trying to get the ownership of the property. Um, it's some sort of uh, other existing activities out there, which might conflict with with a trail being out there. So it's kind of negotiating through that. It's uh, potentially the geography or the topography of that space where it's hard to build over there. So you have to engineer it uh, in some way. So we're trying to build all these spaces. I know in Alameda County, especially towards the South, we have been working with some of the cities out in that area to try to create a better definition of what the trail is and to promote the idea of committing um, people and resources and funding to finishing those. The city of Fremont itself, uh, just in that area, is going through the process of developing their first ever uh, citywide trail plan. So I think as part of that trail plan, it's creating these ideas of how to uh, come up with the, the funding and the resources that build that. So we're working on it. It's just going to take some time. So I, I do appreciate the patience. Yeah. Marie, uh, with the Bay Area Ridge Trail Council, you know, these are really cathedrals. These are generational projects. When do you think you'll have a contiguous Bay Ridge Trail? Well, that's a question we get asked a lot. Um, and, you know, we just completed a gap analysis plan, speaking of gaps, um, identifying all the gaps. It was um, completed last summer and, um, and with a, a plan in place to how to move forward with whether, again, as, as Lee was addressing, it's a private, private land ownership issues. We have a lot of issues with transportation crossings um, that are significant, you know, Highway 92, Highway 17. We're working with our um, our park partners really closely um, to secure funding and, and planning, put the planning in place for those to move forward. Um, so our gap analysis plan segments the, um, the trails into, or segments the gaps into, you know, kind of a zero to five, five to 10, and then we'd say, uh, you know, 10 to 15 or, or maybe even 20 years out. Um, we, we definitely feel like there is um, there's a lot that we can do right now, and we're we're knocking off miles, or we're we're trying to um, get really clean, um, clear up the the miles that are easy right now that we can. Um, but it could be a longer term project, and we could be looking at stretching out 20 more years. Got it. 
Let's bring Andres from Penol into the conversation. Welcome. Hi, how are you doing? Hey, I'm good. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, of course. I just wanted to make a comment. I, you know, I, I overheard you talking about uh, Point Penol, and I recently, you know, uh, have moved to Penol. And something that I, I really want to see more, and I was hoping that you could speak more to it, is the use of California native plants. You know, mm. I'm, I'm a California natural, uh, naturalist, uh, and I'm certified from UC Davis. And something that I really talk about is when we're talking about sustainability, uh, a lot of people like to make it just look nice. Uh, but, you know, how much effort are we really putting into talking to Ohlone Native Americans, the, you know, the stewards of the land that have been taking care of this land for thousands of years uh, to talk about, well, what does sustainability actually mean with California native plants? We know that only 2% of California grasses actually still exist in California. Mm-hmm. And I just see some kind of uh, non uh, or invasive species and saying, you know, what, what's the plan with that? And how, how can local communities really you know, uh, uh, kind of spread this information or even themselves help out to make sure that we revitalize these uh, really important California native plants, especially when we're talking about wildfires. What a great question. Um, Marie, let's go to you. What's your Mm -hmm. responsibility in the trails that you sort of help manage to try and bring back more native flora? Well, it is a great question. Um, You know, we work closely with our park partners and they are actually the land managers on the sites. Um, But when we have opportunities um, to do so, we we have been, we have an annual Ridge Trail Day, which is a volunteer stewardship day. And this year, in fact, we're gonna be working with the Sutro Stewards, which is a trail uh, and plant, native plant restoration organization here in San Francisco. And um, they do trail, plant native plant plantings on the that on the Ridge Trail Day. It's a stewardship day. Um, we also work with our agencies to help um, find funding for trail restoration. And a lot of that work does involve um, incorporating native plantings. Um, it, it's definitely something we um, we do defer to our park partners and and they have to you know put those plans into place. Mm-hmm. But we are actively supporting it with um, volunteer volunteers funding and you know in any way we can um helping celebrate uh restoration efforts let's bring in wanda from oakland into our conversation welcome hi i'm not sure this is on point but let me just mention it because it is worth looking into on mare island the navy built a chapel i think it was 1931 and they uh hired tiffany to make more than 12 windows. These are larger than life-size windows with human uh, art in them, not just flowers and things like that. And uh, you have to do a little bit of work to get an appointment to get in, but it's worth the effort. It is just spectacular and something worth uh, looking into and and checking out because if you love uh, stained glass windows, these are some of the most beautiful that you'll see. Oh, thank you so much, Wanda. That is such a good point. I mean, there are so many of those little places scattered around, and I love that these trails really do help you kind of find find them. You don't know you're necessarily going to run into them, and then you do. Um, do want to say, this is a fundraising period for KQED Public Radio. For more information about how to support KQED, which you should do if you appreciate the work that we do, Go to KQED.
Bloomberg.org. I'm Alexis Madrigal. Continuing on, um, Lee Huo, I wanted to ask you about sort of big trail construction ideas. You know, I know in Japan, there are these sort of walks that it's possible to do kind of with very little gear because there's places to kind of stay along the route. Is it possible that we'd get something like that here in the Bay? Yeah, you know, that is a really good question because that's, that's we, we have been so singularly focused on just the trail part of, of the work because that's just been so much effort in general over the years. But that question's become come up more and more often now as we're getting more and more of the trail completed and more and more people are interested in circumnavigating uh, even what's out there right now. Um, so it, it's not something that we uh, have anything active going right now, but we are actively trying to think of how do we work in the future. Um, and I, I've even had some discussions with some of the uh, other Ridge Trail partners, uh, not from Marie, but some of the planners over there about hopefully someday maybe we'll be able to uh, work together on a plan to identify locations, at least throughout the Bay, where you could have uh, potential camping spots. There's already a lot of hotels near the shoreline, so people could do that. It's about how do we provide that information to people. But East Bay Regional Park Districts just opened up one of the uh, one of the new first premier on shoreline camping sites uh, over at their old quarry location over at Coyote Hills Regional Park. People mm. might have seen that in the newspapers recently. So the concept is already out there. We just need to identify what the need is and where people, where are good places for people to stay so that we can work with our partners in the future to kind of plant the idea and hope that they might hold some space for people to be able to camp out as they go through the trail once it's all done. Yeah. Marie, you and see I, that a possibility? Sorry. Oh, well, we have circumnavigators currently um, that are doing the Ridge Trail, all the, all the completed sections so far. Um, and so a lot of them do it uh, once a week or once a month, or they have a group that they do it with and they do, they do segments. So right now they piece together the segments and um, over the past year, certainly with um, people needing to get out more than ever safely through the pandemic, um, we have seen an explosion in people that are circumnavigating um, the Ridge Trail. And we have a whole section on our website where you can track it and there's maps and there's resources. And we have a couple of um, uh, resources that are how to do multi-day segments. So whether it's a camping site and you can secure a couple of days or um, you might want to stay in hotels or there's other overnighting um, facilities. So one of our kind of strategic initiatives is the idea of a through hiking experience where you could actually um, do the Ridge Trail um, in one continuous segment. And people, people do do that. They run, they sleep in their cars. They, um, you know, there's, there's many different ways to experience the Ridge Trail. People have bike packed it. Um, but, you know, we definitely see people doing it now. And, and over the last year, it's just really imploded the, the enthusiasm for that. I uh, want to do a few listener uh, shout outs to their favorite parts of the Bay Trail uh, and tweets in the South Bay. They've really pumped a lot of money into the Alviso wetlands and Bay Trail. It's a really serene and relaxing place to visit with miles of trails to wander. I've done that one. Uh, Anne writes, my favorite section of the Ridge Trail is up in Napa County at Moore Creek Park. There's a wonderful loop called Valentine Vista where you get great views of the High Valley Hills, but you can also hike, bike, or run along Moore Creek in a cool, shady canyon. And I like the fact that the trail is a connector, both physically and psychologically, to all the other counties in the Bay Area. Listener tweets, 
The Albany to Richmond part of the Bay Trail is absolutely wonderful. It offers up unparalleled views of the Bay Bridge and Golden Gate Bridges, as well as San Francisco and the Bay in general. And I'll put up one other uh, plug here, which is the Bay Trail um, in West Oakland going up onto the Bay Bridge is absolutely spectacular. I've actually done it twice in the last 10 days. It's so good. Um, Quick question for you, Lee. Um, Roger tweets... The Richmond Bridge bike path is hugely problematic. It's taken away a shoulder on a major commute route. When a car breaks down, it makes the bridge a one-lane road. I'm a huge cyclist, but find this bike path creating more traffic. I think the question that comes out of this, how do you balance that, you know, just traffic flow with the desire to provide this kind of access? Well, that that is a really good question. Um, you know, part of the idea of I think people don't really know this about the Bay Trail. It's because it crosses so many different regions. It's being seen also as a regional transportation corridor in itself. You know, I think the idea of trying to put the trail on the bridge is to create equal access for the different types of people who travel different ways. Uh, This is for the non-motorized people or the active transportation folks, as some people call it, to try to get them on there. I think what people don't know about the Richmond Sarenfeld Trail right now is that it's actually a pilot program. That trail uh, is only going to be out there up to four years right now. So they are studying, they're actively studying the effects of uh, the usage of the trail out there uh, and the effects of having it out there. So they're going to do a complete analysis at the end of that study to be able to determine um, what what operations make sense in terms of having a trail on the bridge. So that's something we'll we'll find out in a few years. Great. We've been talking about the Bay and Ridge Trails, my beloveds, uh, with Lee Huo, Senior Bay Trail Planner at the San Francisco Bay Trail Project, and Marie Sales, Development Director at the Bay Area Ridge Trail Council. Congratulations to everyone who ran the San Francisco Marathon or Half Marathon this weekend. It was fun. You've been listening to Forum. I'm Alexis Madrigal. Stay tuned for another hour ahead with Mina Kim. Funds for the production of Forum are provided by the members of KQED Public Radio and the Germanicos Foundation and the Generosity Foundation. Support for Forum comes from San Francisco Opera. Set 10 years after a school shooting, the critically acclaimed opera Innocence takes us into a complex emotional journey where our understanding of innocence and guilt is constantly upended. Kaya Sariajo's ethereal score collapses the past into the present as a community of survivors grapple with how to move forward. Don't miss the highly anticipated American premiere of Innocence, June 1st through 21st. Learn more at sfopera.com. We've all got those parts of our house where the internet just won't go. Well, if you had wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you could worry less about dead spots. Because with wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you get fast speeds, reliable connection in every room, and power for all of your devices, even when everyone's online. That's wall-to-wall Wi-Fi only with Xfinity. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. All over the country. We need to improve reading in Wisconsin. Schools are changing the way they teach reading. I'm calling for a renewed focus on literacy. We have gotten this wrong in New York and all across the nation. And it's happening 
because of a podcast. I think your podcast has changed my life. And I'm going to share this podcast with everyone I meet. Sold a Story investigates how teaching kids to read went wrong. New episodes of Sold a Story are available now.